Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We're back here on the Believe in NFL Draft Process. What the f*** are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Would you stop cursing, dude? Come on. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm just smiling. Jeez. In a really disturbing, weird way, though. It's like the, the uh, I, okay. I don't know what what that was. <laughs> it's our intro, man. I'm just, yeah, I'm enjoying life. Sure, there's one way to smile, and it's not that way. <laughs> um, another episode of the Believe in NFL Draft Prospects podcast. Uh, Ryan has apparently lost one of his marbles today at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft. We're talking NFL draft today. We've got news surrounding a potential first round quarterback in his injury situation. We also are going to be talking about an underclassman FCS player that declared. And then we've got a, a fun, stupid situation with a punter of all positions that we're going to be talking about at the end of the show. Going to be a short one here for the Thanksgiving week. Before we get to that, though, folks, we've got plenty of Thanksgiving football this week. And if you want to Make the games a little more entertaining while your family bitches at you during the holiday. Make sure you go to bet online and bet on those games. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at bet online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, bet online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports and events whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Ryan, uh, let's start with, I think, what is the most pressing news here in the draft world. Uh, it happened on Saturday, Hendon Hooker, Tennessee starting quarterback who – is a 24-year-old, soon-to-be 25-year-old prospect, was having a fantastic season. Yep. Suffered an injury late against South Carolina in a bad game that they played, and he had one of his probably his worst performances of the season. We didn't really know what the severity of the injury was, and we found out on Saturday or on Sunday rather that it was a torn ACL. So Hendon Hooker done for the rest of the season. It's going to impact his draft preparation. So Ryan, I want to start just this off straight up like what does this mean for him because he was a guy that was a fringe first rounder he needed to finish the season strong how much does this impact his projection first of all just not getting to finish the season well Joby, after i answer this i have a question to ask you okay yes. but let's talk about hendon first all right it's going to be cloudy it's going to be a cloudy conversation because what what hendon hooker was banking on was he went back to school after having a really nice senior season last year, fifth year season. And he decided to head back to school and have a, hopefully a great season 
and parlay that into the all-star game circuits, have a mm-hmm. big opportunity at the senior bowl, all that type of stuff. Obviously, he did one part there, right? He did the former. He had a great season. He was fantastic. I mean, there was a reason that for the majority of the season, people had been talking about him as a potential front runner for the Heisman. Yes. And Hooker's been playing outstanding football. Unfortunately, now with the injury, it's going to cloud the draft process. He's not going to be at the all-star circuit. He's not going to be able to test. He's not going to be able to do any of that stuff. In the in a vacuum, it's an ACL injury, right? So usually with where we are now in the side of, of the medicals is that Hedden Hooker will most likely be completely fine because it's not like he's had recurring issues with injuries. Like mm-hmm. this is just a freaking nature injury. But it is tough now to project because, like you said, he's a 25-year-old player, had a late breakout in his career. Not that NFL really cares about that part of the conversation, but now being a 25-year-old rookie with a guy that may be missing parts of the beginning of the season and missing the entire draft process, I think he had a good opportunity to be a first-round pick. Could it still happen? I wouldn't say no, 100%, but I would say more than likely now he's probably pushed somewhere on day two firmly Mm. for a team that is – has the opportunity to be a little patient with the early investments in the draft. Right. I'm in a complete agreement with you on that. He was already a fringe first rounder. And one of the big debates was the age thing. Like that's something that he couldn't control. And we've talked about how we believe it didn't really impact him that much because of where Kenny Pickett was selected last year. But the bigger issue is not the recovery aspect of it. I believe because for a quarterback recovering from an ACL, like just the, first example we can think of Joe Burrow was an older player suffered an ACL in his first season and then we look and see what he's done since then since suffering that injury it's not going to hold him back as maybe a receiver or a running back and the advancement of the recovery process is vastly better than it was even just five years ago with some of the injuries that we saw but to your point it is going to be severely detrimental for him during this pre-draft process for guys like Will Levis who has stunk this year and is going to get the test instead of him and is going to get to go to probably the senior bowl. And if he has like a half decent showing or maybe even better, that might be enough to push him ahead because teams were already geeking out over him as a, as a prospect for whatever reason, but him not being out there and not being talked about and not being visible, I think will 1000% slow him down. And to to your point, probably now a, a day two pick if we're being realistic. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't think that long term people are going to hyper focus on the injury aspect of it. They're going to hyper focus on the fact that he doesn't have the draft process to now lead up and continue and gain more momentum. Like he just doesn't have that anymore, right? So it's just one of those tough parts of the college game. We see it every year with a player getting injured at the end of the season or during the draft prep, and it it does hinder you a little bit from a initial contract. Good, good. The one good thing for Hendon Hooker is that if he recovers and he becomes a good football player, he's, you know, people are going to hyper-focus on 25, but 25 for a quarterback is not an extremely older player, right? Like, it's a, it's a position where you are, you have a higher shelf life, you have a longer shelf life, and if he's a good football player and he gets to age 29 on his second contract, he still has the opportunity to cash out if he plays yeah. well. So, it's just, it's it sucks for him in the initial part of his career, because it is going to probably drop him down a few slots into the second round, in my opinion. Right, right. I, again, I think that's that is the most likely outcome here is that it's just yep. going to be bumping him somewhere to day two. Do, do you think there's any possibility whatsoever that he goes further than that? Like, do you think he could slide to, to day three if there's like an overreaction? I, 
I don't think so. I mean, the demand at quarterback position is so high for one. Two, his film this year was fantastic. He was having a really good season. And by everything that I've heard, he is a model player as far as leadership, behind the scenes, program setter. Like, he's that type of dude. So I, I don't think it'll hurt him too much, Joe. I really don't. And in that, in that regard, too, I think that the floor is still substantially high, so I don't see him falling yeah. too far down. Are you ready for my question, though? Yeah, for my yes, separate question. I'm, I'm worried about this. How about uh, how about Spencer Rattler, man? Spencer, I he played see, fantastic, I man. He played fantastic. You have to give him some credit. That was the best game he's ever played uh, by a lands. Joe, he was 31 but, of 37, and one of those was a bad drop that probably would have went for yes. 50 yards. Like yeah, he played he great in that game, man. It was a great game. Great See, game. I didn't want to bring him up because we try to do this on the show where we try not. Well, and I'm, I'm not all the time. I'm not, I'm not even bringing him up. I'm not even right. bringing him up as a draft prospect. I'm just bringing him up Doing to bust your balls because I know you hate me. Him. Yes, well, exactly. I, I don't personally hate him. I just never thought he was a good player. And it, it's it's like one of those things where, if anything, I hate DJ Uyunglele more because <laughs> I actually – Spoke very highly of him. I, I had a projection for him that I said that if if he was going to have a good year this year, and he and if he did, he would be one of the highest drafted guys potentially, a top top five or six quarterback. But he didn't come anywhere close to that. So that's a guy he's, that I'm actually pissed about because he didn't play out to the the hopeful projection because he's so screwed up mentally. DJ will still get drafted though, Joe. He's still yeah, going to get drafted. He's still going to get drafted. I still think he's somebody who goes back. I mean, like if Spencer Rattler went back last year, I think that DJ is probably going to go back and he should go back and he should transfer. He should go somewhere that has a better situation. It's possible, man. I, Joe, I just want to say this, though, man. I'm going to be super micro on this view for a second because this is not about Spencer Rattler yes. draft prospects. Mm-hmm. But that game was what people thought Spencer Rattler could be a couple yes. years ago. He looked so good, man. Like he really he looked confident and yeah. the ball was coming off his hand with so much ease. He was throwing with great touch to the uh intermediate and deep parts of the field. He looked really good on Saturday in that upset. He really did. Contextually, I understand why he had a good game because and, and Sean and I talked about it, and I've been talking about it the whole year. Tennessee's secondary is terrible. It's one of the worst in the country, actually, in terms of what yardage they allow they're like bottom 10 at one point they were they were bottom two only behind ohio which gave up 500 yards to tim damarat who's a great player but still it's an fcs offense that you gave up that production but i understand why that happened i understand why he gave up or he was able to produce that many yards but like to your point it's just it's so confusing why this is the one game that he played really well and it's it's not like every other game this year. He's been like 250, 275, a couple touchdowns here and there, maybe one four touchdown game. He hasn't even been cracking 200 yards, and he's been playing yeah. abysmally terrible, like just horrifically bad every single week. I don't know where this was. Like, where did this come from? He's like a completely different he person. Was, he was saving it for Tennessee, man. He was saving it. <laughs> do you, by the way, just on a separate note, do you think he get? Where do you think he gets drafted? Day three. I think he goes back to school for another year. That's what I think. I mean, we have to remember redshirt junior right now. He's a redshirt junior, so he'll be going back for his fifth year potentially. I think that would be a good idea. I mean, honestly, Joe, like I hope for Spencer Rattler's sake that this is the start of something, right? Because right now, with the way you're looking at this, is will he get drafted? Yeah, I think he would get drafted. 
because an NFL team will look at him and say, oh, but that one game, well, I could work with that, right? Like all those things. Because the, the one thing is, yes, okay, I understand your point. Tennessee is not a good pass defense. I'm not arguing yes. that they are. I'm not. But what I'm saying is, is that he made some throws in that game that were NFL throws, like just straight up. I mean, dropping him in buckets, the first touchdown where he threw that deep in cut for a long score. Like he was making some throws that not a lot of guys can make if we're being oh, 100%. And I, I had those same thoughts where I was just, I was half watching that game because it was I, the, the USC UCLA game was on. So like that is where my attention was and Caleb Williams, the way that he, like that dude is going to be the first pick taken in his class. That's it. I don't separate. agree. I don't Wait, I, I, we're going to talk about it. I actually want to talk about that one second. We're, we're going yeah. off script here, but the quarterback talk we, you and I could do for hours. But um, yeah. I, the thing with, you know, with Rattler, when I was watching him, there were a number of throws where like, this is that first round talent. This is that five-star talent. The, the, off, the off platform stuff for me is when I can see guys not lose any power or velocity on their throws. Like that to mm-hmm. me is what is a huge indicator of somebody who's good enough to go in the first round. Again, the consistency thing is concerning, but shit, I mean, Ryan, if Hendon Hooker goes in this in the second round, I am willing to bet next cycle if Spencer comes back, everyone at the beginning of the year is going to start saying Spencer Rattler is going to be this year's Hendon Hooker. You want you want to bet that that's going to yeah. happen? I'm not saying you're wrong on that. I, Joe, I I'm not saying he's going to pan out to that, but I'm saying everyone is yeah. going to you know try to put him into. There's always like that weird thing that we do where like a guy gets drafted higher and has a really great season, and then we find we try to go let's find that guy. But for this oh, yeah. cycle, happens every year. Happens every year. He is Spencer Rattler's the most frustrating player, though, in all of college football. I mean, he really is, man, because he is. I mean, I've been fully transparent with this. There are some questions about his character. There's obviously questions about consistency. But I mean, talent wise, how many guys in college football right now throw a better ball than Spencer Rattler? Like how many, many do it's just, it, the ball comes off his hand different. It just really does. So hopefully he gets it together, man. Hopefully he does. I, I'm not going to bet on it. I'm not going to foresee it. I'm not going to project it, but I hope for his sake that this is a start to something because he is incredibly talented. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this class right now, Bryce young. Let's take Bryce young for instance, right? Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class, in my opinion. Same. If a quarterback's going number one, I think it should be Bryce Young. Bryce Young would give anything to have Spencer Rattler's arm talents. He would give anything for it. He yeah. has a stronger arm, more natural thrower. It is some of the best throws that you're going to see on film. So let's hope for Spencer. He is a very frustrating player, though, because we can see what he can do. But yes, I mean, yes. Joe, did you even see, did you see the one play where? He was trying to throw on the run, and then I guess the guy was covered, so he jumped up in the air, and then he got caught in the air by the linebacker coming up and No, I missed him. The, I missed that. Play? <laughs> it's fantastic. That sounds man. about right. That sounds about yes. something he would they do. smoked him, man. He was just chugging along, making incredible throw after incredible throw, and then he got caught in like an awkward, an awkward position. He just got smoked. It was fantastic. Wait, so why are you not a fan of uh, – Caleb Williams. Why don't you? Why are oh, no, you? I'm a, fan, I'm a fan of. Well, Caleb you don't Williams. think he's going to be. You don't think he's going to be the first quarterback in his class. I. Well, I think that there's going to be a really good conversation next year between him and Drake May. Oh, I, do. I, I knew you were going to say. I, I keep I, thinking that Drake May is a true freshman, and then I remember right, sure, he freshman. was there for a season. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So there's going to be. Look, Caleb Williams is fantastic talent. I'm just saying that Drake May is also a really fantastic talent, though. So I just think there's going to be a nice conversation next year between those two 
there's a very big difference though i think in the way that they play i i just like i think when caleb's on mm-hmm. and the comp actually the competition he's playing against comparable uh relatively comparable but uh, i think when caleb just on, wanted, you wanted to trash on the acc again that's just your brand oh man. stop it that's not the that's not the, that well, the, ACC, the the acc does stink it's the worst power five conference i don't think anyone's it's gonna not argue. the worst Who, who's worse than them what who's worse the, than the, who, the worst big 12 no, the Big Twelve is is far more competitive. Are you? No, dude. Far come more on. competitive. It also turns the talent level. No, 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 the same dude. level. We, we can we can go through Oklahoma State, Kansas, Oklahoma State TCU, and Texas's roster and find a number of really nice draft prospects. I can't say the all same thing for, players, for, for all, all, all those players for all those teams. Or Wake Forest. All of those teams would lose to Clemson. Every single uh, one. Uh, there is absolutely no shot. We're not doing. We're not oh doing yeah, he knows it, Joe. You know it. You know we're, it, man. We're not. We're not getting distracted. Besides the point, yes. I want to talk about Tucker Craft, who is the South yes. Dakota State tight end. Uh, he declared for the NFL draft. Yep. To, uh, yesterday was when he declared. Yes. Uh, he's yep. still playing in the playoffs, and I do anticipate that South Dakota State is going to win a national championship. He has been battling some injuries this year, but, and as he told both of us, that if he's healthy at the end of the season, he was going to declare. So we're not shocked that he declared because one of the few guys that I think we both had direct communication with, actually one of the only guys that both of us spoke to, um, but your thoughts on Tucker declaring and being a part of this class. I actually was a little surprised, Joe, just because like you said, he said that if he had, if he, if he wasn't an injury player and then he was going to declare, right? He did get injured during this year, though. He missed a few football games. He did. But look, man, I think that there is, despite people with the Darnell Washington thing, right? Everyone's just flocking to Darnell Washington from Georgia. After Michael Mayer, it is wide open who are the next couple tight ends off the board. It is. I think Dane Brugler from The Athletic has Tucker Craft as his 33rd overall player in the class. Like He is very high on Tucker Craft. And we know that Dane Brugler is very plugged in with NFL teams, right? So if he likes Tucker Craft, there's probably a reason that he likes Tucker Craft, right? Which means probably NFL teams also like Tucker Craft. And it's going to be a fun conversation because I was talking to someone yesterday. If you can't get Michael Mayer in the top 20 in this year's draft, then the second, third round version of him is Tucker Craft. They're very similar football players as far as their style and physicality they play with. Yeah, their size. I mean – Tucker Craft is listed at like 6'5, 255. Michael Mayer, 6'4 and a half, 265. Like they're both big guys, physical, have pretty good chops as blockers, could improve for sure, but they have big frames, strong hands, and they are physical dudes after the catch. So I, I like Tucker a ton. It makes a ton of sense because I don't think any other tight ends in this class have really vaulted themselves outside of Darnell Washington as that second to third, you know, kind of tight end. Maybe Dalton Kincaid out of Utah's done a pretty nice job of that this year, but right now I think that it's wide open two through five on who the tight ends are going to be selected after Michael Mayer. So I think that Tucker Craft has a good opportunity to be that guy on day two or, or you know early second rounds that could be selected in this year's draft. Right, and guys that we projected to maybe have good seasons like Jaleel uh, Billingsley and Cam Lotz who didn't really play up to those expectations that we were hoping for them. Darnell Washington, I, I make some sense why he's being projected, but his production hasn't been like anything necessarily super special. They, 
they don't utilize him in the passing game no. a ton. I mean, he does well for what he's given, but he's he's a blocker, man. He's right. six seven, two hundred seventy pounds. Like he's. I think yeah. if anyone has really ascended this year, it has been Dalton Kincaid. Like I've been really Ten impressed by him, and the way that he played against um, USC, I believe, was the big game that he had. Like that game alone is enough to draft him as a as a top fifty, top one hundred pick, possibly. But yeah. to your point on on Kincaid, the physicality is really nice. But on top of that, similar to Mayer, he, when he's healthy and they're using him, is usually a, a, a focal point in their offense. Like There are not a lot of tight ends in the country, FCS or FBS, that can be used in that manner where they are a primary target. And that's what right. you're going to get at the next level. There's going to be a lot of people trying to do the the Dallas Goddard comparison, which I think is a little lazy because of they, the, they don't play anything like one another. They don't right. play anything like yeah. Com- yeah, completely different players. But to that point, smart decision for Tucker to declare, and he is going to be, I believe, one of the highest drafted guys. Because again, to your point, there are not a lot of guys after Mayer, and there is a lot of room for someone like him if he comes and tests well uh, to get drafted very highly. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he has a great opportunity. I so the thing with him though, Joe, is I know I don't know if we've talked about this intently, but he actually is not going to graduate in December, so he is not going to be eligible for the Senior Bowl or the Shrine Bowl this well, year. Isn't he a true junior? He's a redshirt junior, but he's not a um, December grad, so he's not going to be eligible for the game, unfortunately. So, got it. But I mean. When he plays, man, he's a man amongst boys, right? I mean, you see it every Saturday that when you turn on South Dakota State, whether they're playing against North Dakota State or another great team in the Missouri Valley, he's the best football player on the field. He is. I mean, if we're just being honest, right? So physicality, and he's much different than Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was length, body control, smoothness. Tucker Craft is physicality. They're, they're different football players, but still – equally as effective in how they win. Ryan, last thing I just want to hit on here, um, the Michael Turk situation. So former Arizona State punter Michael Turk a couple of years ago, I don't even, it was so long ago, I don't even remember which draft class it was. I think it was 2019 or 2020. It was 2021 NFL draft. Two years ago. Was it? Yep. It, he went to the combine though. Was there a combine for 2021? Yep. Okay. So it was 2021 that he declares, goes to the combine, goes to the senior bowl at Arizona state. Mm-hmm. The only player ever allowed to return after not getting drafted and then goes <laughs> to Oklahoma. Now yes. he is going to the East West shrine games. So he gets to play in two college bowl games in his career. I think this is so stupid and it shouldn't have happened. <laughs> It is what it is. I mean, like, good for him, but this is so aggravatingly stupid. It's not even funny because, like, I was actually – I was a part of this class. I mean, like, why why the hell couldn't I have said something? Like, I, I in all seriousness, like, wh- what allowed him but not everyone else to say, like, hey, I want to go back? I just don't – it boggles my fucking mind, and it's so frustrating because there's so many guys that I know that got screwed by not having pro days during that cycle, and he got to go to the combine. Yes, he got, he went to the combine. He went to the Senior Bowl, wasn't drafted, went back to school, got got the uh, 
the clearance to go back. And then he spends two years at Oklahoma, Joe, two years at Oklahoma. <laughs> so the 2021 season and then the 2022 season. And now he's going to be a part of the 2023 NFL draft and for being a part of the 2021 NFL draft. It is, I hate but that. it's fun. It's funny because I mean, again, I'm not like a punting scout, right? Like I don't scout punters. I don't, I just look at his box score and I'm like, I mean, dude's averaging over 50 yards a punt. That's awesome. Right. I mean, but he's been downgraded from a senior bowler to an East-West guy in those two years, which is pretty funny. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot to kind of take in and make sense of. It's a little little bit of an odd situation. Yeah, and I will say before we wrap up, what kind of tends yeah. to happen with specialist scouting and especially punters is a lot of times people just read the box score and they don't know how to truly like evaluate like consistency and ball placement mm-hmm. and things like that. And I haven't evaluated him, but I'm willing to bet that's some of the issues that have actually like the the punt average it got him to the shrine game, but him actually getting selected is going to be contingent on, you know, what does he actually do on the field? Can he place the ball where it needs to be? Does he sell out his his return team by not putting or, or his coverage team by not put placing the ball in the right spot. Like all those things are usually important for I, evaluating these guys. I, I just can't wait, Joe. In two years, he'll be at the NFLPA Bowl, which means <laughs> in about six years, he'll be at the College Gridiron Showcase. So I just can't wait. Yes. To have him down yes. There. You can recruit him to go to the. Actually, yes. he technically can go to the College Gridiron Showcase in six years because they do have a. Um, a free agent uh, specialist thing yes. or whatever. Yeah. They, they yeah. do have a free agent specialist thing. So he technically <laughs> speaking could be at the College Grown Iron Showcase in a few years. Well, he's going to be an all pro punter at that point. So he'll be 45 as well. Uh, at Joe DeLeon, <laughs> at Rise and Draft, it's going to wrap us up on everyone. Enjoy their Thanksgiving. Uh, drop a comment below and hit that subscribe button. We will be back with more for the rest of your week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.